Welcome. Uh, I'm Dr. Mark Brickler, and I'm very excited to be able to interview uh, a role uh, one of our students at Christian Leadership University. And the Lord has been setting him free uh, in his own life. The Bible says that Jesus came to set the captive free, and he does that for each one of us. And I just thought his testimony and his journaling would be something that you would enjoy hearing. So, Erol, if you would be glad to introduce yourself and tell us uh, about how the Lord set you free and read some of your journaling. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yes, my name is Errol Glee. Um, as uh, Dr. Mars said, I'm a student at uh, Christian Leadership University. Uh, just, I just wanted to share uh, how the Lord... Uh, blessed me and delivered me from uh, sexual perversion and uh, the steps that I went through uh, to get there, to get to the where I'm at today. Um, I grew up in a home. I didn't know my dad and I didn't like being the oldest. Um, so I always looked for other men uh, to look up to because I didn't have anyone to look up to. So this one particular person that I looked up to, he um, took advantage of that situation. And that was buried until about age 34. Then at age 34, I went to a meeting uh, done by Leanne Payne. It was called Healing the Homosexual, Healing this Homosexual. I went to that uh, meeting and uh, I met a few people and learned some causes of it. And then uh, my first experience was healing prayer and with one of the members there. And what happened uh, during that prayer time, uh, there were about four demons that left uh, <laughs> when they laid hands on me and prayed. So uh, the demons left. That was around age 34. I actually saw them leave, uh, leave my body and I saw them leave the house running down the street. And that was the first time that I felt, felt free. I mean, completely free, I was at peace. Fast forward, um, when the enemy came back to bring these desires and thoughts, I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, so if the, first, the first approach that I made was, uh, the first thing I had to decide it was, okay, well, hmm, I must not be free. The enemy used that uh, temptation or those old emotions to trap me again. So, uh, but at Converge, at, uh, when I got saved, there were two scriptures that really uh, stuck out with me. I think it was Philippians 1, 6. They say, he who had begun a good work in you, he's going to perform, he's going to complete it. So even through my ups and downs and struggling with this, that scripture always forefront. I know. I knew that God had a plan and a purpose for me. He had it. And so I held on to that scripture for dear life. And then the second scripture in my progression was 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. So those are the two scriptures that I held on to, even in my up and down, uh, you know, battling with the spirit. Uh, and then in 2017, 2017, I was searching the, um, the net because I wanted to, I know the Lord was leading me to go to school. So I was searching the internet and, um, 
I came across CLU, Christian Leadership University. Now, uh, not to go against any other schools, I just want to say this. A lot of times schools will say, well, we are spirit field. Okay. So when I called the office, I really drilled whoever answered the phone <laughs> because I wanted to make sure that you are who you say you are. <laughs> okay. So the person was very patient with me. Uh, they answered all of my questions. And then from there, that's when the real journey began. The first course I took was uh, communion with God. And I learned the four keys and I learned how important journaling is. And then so as a result, and I'm talking about the progression into where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. So I went to, went to that CWG, uh, I mean, communion with God. I took that course, learned about two-way journaling. And from there, the Lord began to uh, let me know that he loved me and that he cared for me. And then so when I took the course uh, a few years later, I took prayers to heal the heart. Mm -hmm. That right there sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. And then so one of the things um, they talked about was generational curses and how to maintain your healing, maintain your deliverance. Now, mind you, before the demons were cast out, but well, you know how the scripture says that when, when they leave, they bring a whole bunch more. Yeah. All right, so be not be not knowing how to maintain it. And that's where our CLU is. So the first thing I asked the Lord, where in one of the courses that are uh, around lesson 10, it was, it says, uh, ask the Lord, how do he see you? So I said, Lord, how do you see me? He said, Errol, I see you as a warrior, a mighty man of valor. You have grown so much in our relationship. I see you as my son in whom I can trust. Now I had an identity crisis. Even through even through that that lifestyle brought about a lot of in, uh, insecurity, shame. Mm -hmm. I never accepted it. Never. Not one time. Not once in my mind that I accept the fact that this is who you are and this is what you want to be. Even mm -hmm. as a kid, I never accepted it. Then I said, you know, Lord, it took me a long time to embrace sonship. And that's when Romans 8, 15 came in. Mm -hmm. uh, when it talks about sonship, whereby we crowd Abba Father, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. that, and that's when that came in. So I began to embrace God as my father. So the identity crisis, the identity began to shift and change. Then I said, you know, Lord, it took me a long time to embrace sonship. This is what he said. He said, I know, son, I knew you would get there. But there are a lot of men out there who do not know what true sonship is. That's why I raised you up. I know that it was hard for you at times seeing me at a distance. But I drew you closer as you got out of your way, getting out of my own way. Our times together are a delight to me. And see, that's father loving me, uh, something that I've never experienced before. He said, I see you, Earl, going in dark places, shining my glory. I see you as the called. You have embraced all that Jesus has provided for you. You are righteous, and there is nothing you can do that will cause my righteousness to leave. Repentance always keeps you in the fold. So again, Errol, you are my son and whom I love. Then I said, I thank you for that, dad. I really 
Uh, I really do. I really sense your love quite often. Quite often, you tell me that you love me with an everlasting love. He said, "I do, Earl. I see you as the apple of my eye." When he said that, that just blew me out of the water because I was always um, looking for love. You know, yeah. old saying, "All oh, looking for love in the wrong places." Yeah, and 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 so when 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 um when I began to experience um the love of God, that began to transform and change my life. Then another experience I had that sealed the deal from being free from um uh, uh, homosexual. Well, let me read this other part. I said after going through the prayer steps, I had the following experience. This is what I said. I renounce homosexual thought. I, you know, you have to renounce and break the uh, soul ties. Right. Okay. I learned that through uh, prayers of the heart. So I said, I renounce any homosexual thoughts, feelings, or emotions in Jesus' name. I declare, I declare freedom from my sex, from sexual perversion in my bloodline. In Jesus' name, my bloodline, bloodline is cleansed. Then what happened? Uh, I saw an altar of Baal, sexual perversion, and and it was on a heap of wood. And I see Jesus. No, I saw. Okay, let me go. I'm getting ahead of myself. I see the altar Baal of Baal, sexual perversion, torn down. It's a heap of wood. Jesus is now setting the pile of wood from the altar on the fire. The altar is completely burned. The ashes from the fire is gone. Then I said, no more ashes, no more residue from my past. My bloodline is cleansed, sexual perversion of all kinds. Jesus and I are rejoicing. We are dancing, jumping up and down, having fun. And that was on uh, March 4th, 2022. Then another, I'm just going to read, my, talk about my experiences in um uh, uh, prayers to hit a heart. Any questions, Dr. Mark, you have for me? As I'm no, that sounds really great, uh, Errol. I, I'm so, it's wonderful to hear your journaling, wonderful to hear your testimony of how God has set you free and and how the voice of God was was brought, brought final healing into your heart. So I appreciate it all. I appreciate your journaling. I appreciate your story. If you've got more journaling, by all means, share it. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Oh, Okay. Now, what happened in uh, that was session 10. Let's see what happened in session three. In session three, um, I, what happened in session three, uh, this is what I saw. Now, I went all the way back because I already sensed that this, this, this uh, problem or, or this disease uh, that I had it went back further than my dad. It had to. And for some reason, Holy Spirit uh, always kept that thought in my heart. Okay. So as I'm meditating and thinking, this is what happened. Uh, this is what I saw. Back in Africa, a lady offered up a baby to a witch doctor who pronounced a curse on the child. That was the entry point of sexual perversion all the way back then. Then I say, I see a large cross now. 
is in front of the witch doctor and the baby is behind the cross. The baby is me. Now you got the witch doctor handed it. I mean, whoever it was, the, my, somebody in my bloodline handed the baby to the witch doctor. Now what happens is the cross comes in between the witch doctor, the cross, and here I'm in on the other side of it, right? I and so then he said, then I said, uh, this is what he said. He said, I am your protector now, Errol. This is the Lord speaking. After he put the cross between mm -hmm. me and the witch doctor, he says, I am now your protector, Errol. I have placed a cross between uh between you and the uh demon. You will no longer be plagued by the uh, curse of sexual perversion or abandonment. Now, this is him speaking to me. Then what happened after he said that, right? Now I see the shield of faith, okay? Uh, and whenever an attack comes, I am to wield that, uh, I am to put up that shield of faith, right? And it protects me from the fiery dots of the past that the enemy is bringing against me. So anytime he try to bring a thought or emotion, it hits against that shield and it falls and it doesn't come. Um, it doesn't reach me. Right. Then I see this little boy running and playing. He is free. My bloodline is cleansed. Then I saw this little boy, right? He's running to father, father God. And he jumps in father God's lap and father God just gives him an embrace. So <laughs> in that scene in itself, it took away the orphans, orphan spirit, abandonment issues, because that's where it all stemmed from me looking for love. Now, the gift that came out of all of this to me was, number one, I have a newfound relationship with Father. I recognize his everlasting love. When I went, I'm going to get ready to put, when I went back to, um, every time I would go back to the scene, I would actually see the scene. Me and my twin brother standing at the door, the guy, the guy you know, in the bed, I'm not getting into that. But anyway, once once the Lord healed me and delivered me, we went back to that scene. And guess what? The hmm. bed was made. The sheets were white and the covers was white. And I was sitting on the bed and he's sitting there beside me and put his arms around me. That right there sealed it. <laughs> that That's sealed it. Mm -hmm. That sealed it. Yeah. And um, and so and so now I know how to take those emotions if they try to come at me, I know what to do with them. They don't belong to me. My right. emotions now are sanctified, they are pure, they yeah. are holy. And I must say, there is no desire to even look back because whom the sun set free is free indeed. And the gift that I got out of it is a newfound relationship 
with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I now know that God is my father and he's not up in heaven with a clipboard waiting for me to mess up and then write it down. <laughs> well, Errol, that's a tremendous testimony. And I just want to recap a couple of things out of it and then maybe ask you if you pray or prophesy over people who are listening, who need to be set free, want to be set free and just give them a word of encouragement. But, uh, you know, what I heard you, what pieces to your story that stuck out to me is you did go through a power encounter initially and you had three or four demons cast out of you, which is a wonderful start. And then in order to actually maintain that victory and to seal it, um, you needed intimacy with God, which you got through learning how to hear his voice, learning how to see vision, um, which you learned in our communion with God course. And, and then the Lord began to give you beautiful visions and beautiful words revelation knowledge that you could cling to that uh, would set you free. And with those new pictures came a new set of emotions because emotions are byproducts of pictures. So as you saw Jesus there with you, loving you, holding you, a whole new set of emotions flood, flood your being. So, so it, it takes both parts. It takes a power encounter to get rid of the demons. It takes intimacy with God and communion with God and vision from God and his voice to to keep us clean, to give us a revelation as to how to walk. And you receive both, which is really wonderful. You are, did get set free. You are set free. And you can share that faith with others that they can be set free also. So would you be open, Errol, to closing us in prayer or prophecy, whichever the Lord gives to you, and just letting people know they can be free? Okay. I just want to say to those who are listening who are suffering in silence. You don't have to suffer in silence. Father loves you. He forgives you. He restores you. And when you go through the processes of deliverance and, and, and being set free, don't look at yourself. Always set your gaze upon the Lord. Because if you keep your eyes on him, yeah. it will take the focus off of you. Yeah. Because trust and believe, if you could have freed yourself, you would have. If yeah. you could have walked away, you could you would have walked away. Right. But I promise you, there is deliverance. And I know it seems as though it is so much a part of you. I know in some instances, you know. You get a sense of, of peace, or uh, but that's false peace. That's counterfeit peace. Jesus said, the peace I give you, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give, but as I give it to you. So that peace right there surpasses all understanding. That peace is eternal. See, the peace that you may experience, you may be experiencing on the enemy have have you blinded to and the connection that's false because what happens is this you have to keep running after it from one relationship to the next you keep running after it but you don't have to run anymore amen amen well arrow thank you so much for sharing your testimony i really appreciate uh, your openness, your honesty, and, and the beauty and the power of what God has done in your life. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. And for those who are listening, um, we're going to sign off and we'll have some more videos that you can watch in the future. God bless you all. Errol, thank you so much.
God bless you, sir. <clears throat>